get out of the way. You don't do the shit. <laughs> Amanda, do you wanna um, do you wanna get kicked out of here? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, you're. You know, as a Pride Peak student, you have a lot. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome back to Wings with Friends, Friend Edition. Hey, hey. Uh, I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I'm here with two really hilarious, fun, funny, talented, and kind people. Amanda Kerr, wait, Amanda Kerr, Kerr, Amanda Kerr, Kerrberg. You want me to jump in? How do you say her name? Kerrberg. Oh, Kerrberg. <laughs> Amanda Kerrberg and Michael Yichow. Hello. What up? Hello. How are you two fine people doing today? Pretty dang good. Good. Thanks for being here. So happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we had some wonderful wings from Little Caesars. We had Little Caesars, um, Little Caesars Buffalo Hot. Yes. That would be the title of this episode. But what people don't know is we also had Little Caesars uh, garlic parm, <laughs> crazy bread, yeah. and pizza pizza. We, we just cleaned them out. There's no more, There's nothing left at Little Caesars. It's just Caesars now. The title would be too long, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but order other food when I go to these places. <laughs> I know. Oh, That's my gosh. I really need to wonderful. think about that for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about who are you, what are you doing here. Let's start with you, Amanda. Yeah. Who are you, how do I know you, and what makes you so special? <laughs> well, I'm special because I know Mary Upchurch. Um, I, uh, what makes me... Oh, no, I already did special. Shoot, what were the other two? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I teach college classes, and I write and research uh, digital culture, um, and then I do some uh, storytelling and hopefully knock on, you know, press board uh, comedy on the side, um, and I met Mary Upchurch last spring volunteering for the Bird City Comedy Festival. That's right. And it was immediately magic. <laughs> I love, don't you love when you're just doing something and there's other people and you go, hey, we should know each other. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be my friend? I know. I, I love it like, when oh those people God. get to know each other and then I find out they know each other via Facebook and it blows <laughs> my mind. Each out. So wait, wow. okay, tell us who you are and yeah. then tell us how you know each of us. All right. So my name's Yi uh, I'm a narrative writer for video games. Uh, one video game in particular, actually. Uh, and then uh, I also do uh, writing and uh, comedy and all that stuff in L.A. And uh, I know Mary because we did comedy here in Arizona. And I know Amanda because we went to high school together. <gasps> what? It's all connected. <laughs> and I think it was, I ran into Amanda at Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, I was performing. <laughs> and she was there to get whose autograph? Oh, Dan Fogler. And he, if you're listening, Dan... <laughs> you were a delight. You were Aww. super fun, and I think your name is Dan Fogler. And <laughs> that sounds right. And he is—he is in um, the Fantastic Beasts franchise. He is the lovable nomad. <gasps> he is. He is. Each out knows. Each out knows. And uh, he was also in NBC's Hannibal, which was canceled too soon. Cancelable. It was and he's on this season of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was watching it yeah. and I was like, gosh, that guy's look familiar. Oh, it looks so, so familiar. How he's do so I know cute. him? So and cute. then I was like, I met him. Yeah. 
I was Amanda's you. photographer, and I made sure she got a lot she of good. Was so good. She was like, "Okay, now get a little closer." Yeah, I did. I, did. I was like, "Okay, there. go a little closer. Put your heads together." <laughs> Didn't they really bring cute. him back in Fantastic Beasts too? Because he people loved him so much. Wasn't that somebody they probably told you that? did? Because uh, I mean, because at the end of the movie, yeah, yeah. like I was like, "Oh, he's gone." He like forgotten everything, and he was like baking weird creatures. Spoilers for Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, you know what? It's been out for like nine years. I've never seen him. Watch it. It's, it's fine. It's Watch it or have no emotional attachment to it. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, take it easy, nerds. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Dan Fogler says he specializes in being a sad clown, which I thought was the cutest Oh, he is pretty cute. Well, that's a um, like yeah. yeah. So, that, so okay, so I oh, ran yeah. into Amanda at Comic-Con, <laughs> and then I, we had posted about it, and then each other was like, hey, you guys know each other? We're like, Stop. yeah, yeah. what? Um, so that's very exciting. Um, can you tell us what video game you work on or not? I totally can. Yeah, I work for League of Legends. <laughs> that means nothing to the people in this room. No, it <laughs> no but hopefully yeah. to my listeners, they'll be like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> my good friend I went to high school with, who I'm friends with on Instagram, her boyfriend, he is a voice in the Red Dem- Dead Redemption oh, nice. to whatever that's that epic. is. That's yeah. so cool. That game is insane. That I'm is hoping cool. to get her on the podcast next time she comes to visit. So. Um, Okay, cool. So I've just name dropped every cool person I'm kind of related to. Um, so Dan Fogler, call us. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Fogler. And each other, it looks like you just got a haircut. I did. Oh my gosh. Tell For us about that. Yeah, try to describe. <laughs> oh, I think really I need to describe why Mary's asking me about oh, my haircut. Oh, you know what? Did you know that Little Caesars, <laughs> they have dipping sauces, Amanda? I did know that. They yeah. were epic. I had like garlic butter, yeah. ranch, mm-hmm. and then we had the crazy sauce. Yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, you live in LA, you child. What are you doing here now? I'm here visiting. This is where I grew up in Arizona. Like I said, went to high school here. So uh, just home seeing the folks and uh, spending some time with uh, awesome humans I like. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some wings. I want to get into your wing constitutions because this is why we have a podcast about wings. Um, <laughs> we had Little Caesar. What did you guys think of these Little Caesars Buffalo? I liked the heat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I had to get more of the sauce on them. It mm-hmm. didn't stick as well as I would have liked it to. Mm-hmm. But the heat was great, and the wings were great. Yeah, I had a real saucy like punch. Yeah, yeah. Did you like these wings? Yeah, I'm all about hot, hot wings. And yeah. if, if the hot wing isn't hot, I'm usually disappointed. And I was not disappointed. <laughs> um, I noticed with Little Caesars, though, because their wings kind of sit in the hot case, like the meat is really tender and kind of falls yes. off the bone, yeah. which is actually pretty good and not bad for like a $6 order of wings. No. Um, do you guys eat wings in your real life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never. Only in virtual life. Yeah, I do. I do eat wings. Um, What's your favorite wing and favorite flavor? Gosh, um, I'd say probably Buffalo Wild Wings. And I, it's been too long. I don't remember what the like correct name of it is, but really just like the hot, hot, hot one. Like Buffalo Hot. Yeah, I like yeah. to be like that annoying person at the table who's like, "Oh, I'll order that." Like, you like <laughs> I'll hot? I'll cry through that. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> what kind of wings do you like? Uh, there's a wing stop near where I live, mm-hmm. and so I just go there when I'm like, don't, don't want to do anything else, and I'm just like, I just want some wings, and uh, I usually just get the garlic parmesan. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, 
So, so like I love hot food, but if I eat any hot food, I just start sweating. Like talking about it's making me sweat a little. <laughs> <laughs> You're glowing. It. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be a hot mess right now. So usually I just go with a cup. No, I just thought of yeah. one. There's a local place in Ahwatukee called CK's, and they make a boneless raspberry chipotle Ooh, wing. I think we've had that flavor. Oh, and it's wonderful. And I can put raspberry chipotle sauce on everything. It's mm. so good. Like you get it at Costco. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm sure you can. No, I'm thinking of a specific. Oh, okay. There's like a re- Costco has everything. They do. <laughs> so when you do, you prefer the drummy or the flat? I think I like drums just because they're less work. I'm lazy. Yeah. Pretty easy. Just like drums. You guys are drummies. Yeah. So we're like the perfect wing group because I like flats. <laughs> you need to have like a drummy to your flat. Do you clean the wings? Are you a good wing cleaner, or do you just can eat the good parts? No, I eat the good parts. I'm a there is nothing but bone when I am done. <laughs> You're a wing purist. <laughs> yeah. Not I'm trying to get wing. better because I've seen some people clean some wings and I'm like, mm, I suck. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a food waster. People will give me crap about that, but really? you know, to each his own. Yeah. Do you do a ranch or do you do blue cheese? I'm blue cheese. I'm blue, blue cheese. cheese kind of guy. No, you don't dip. Whoa. See, people are really specific about their wing choices, right? Yeah. It's interesting. This is what I found. Do you do the celery or the carrots? I mean, it's such a cute little garnish, and I never touch them. <laughs> I always eat them because I'm sad there's no more wings. <laughs> That's so and good. Then I just put it in my face. Oh my gosh, there was a there's a Thai restaurant I love in Oklahoma where um, the the waitress would always have name. Her name was Ui. It was like her that was her nickname, and it was like she. She explained it to us as like when you pinch yourself and the sound you make is like Ooh. Ooh. So she's like, "That's my name." How Ooh. cute. And she would <laughs> always. <laughs> always entreat us to finish the vegetable garnish, but she would call it the wedgie. <laughs> like, eat your wedgies. Nobody eats their wedgies. And so, like, for a while. Like, oh, instead of veggies. We wedgies. were, like, all real serious about it. Any wedgies we put on the plate, we were going to eat, eat it. Yeah. Wedgies. Eat That's adorable. She's so sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you from Oklahoma? No, but I've lived there a lot, and I just <laughs> really like it. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Such a nice state. Yeah. Um, okay. Do I have all? What's the perfect amount of wings? Like, if you were going out, you're hungry. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna eat some wings and do something or whatever it is you do over wings. What's your number? I always order a dozen, and I always regret it around wing number nine. Okay. But like, I still always order a dozen. It's just like, I, it just that's that's what I do. It's habit. You're a dozen. Yeah. I was gonna say solid half dozen. Or so like six? a baker's half dozen? Is that a thing? Seven, seven wings? <laughs> I think we just call it seven wings. You know what's happening a lot now, though, especially like at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. They, do, they have a snack, mm-hmm. they have a small, and then maybe like a medium-large. So it's really going by weight now yeah. instead mm. of 12. And I think, so the small is like nine, oh. which is a nice number, but yeah. I think it's to get you to order more. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. if you need more... I don't know. I, I have a lot of strong feelings against Buffalo Wild Wings right now. Oh, no. Well, actually, the last ones I've got haven't been so bad, but everyone's got something to say about B-dubs. Mm. I just get mad. It's, it's kind of a premium. You know, they charge a lot. Yeah, they do. And they put it in little paper containers. I say <laughs> every episode. Also, I go to Native a lot. I really want to go to Long Wong, Long Wong soon. I heard they have really good wings. Nice. I haven't been there. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, that's good. Have you... Um, did you get wings at that Thai place in Oklahoma? No. No, I, I just thought about it because it was like when you think, say like wedgies. I mean, sorry, veggies. I'm going to say veggies, veggies now. <laughs> but when I think of veggie garnishes, yeah. like that's immediately where oh, I got Oh, gotcha. No, I hadn't had wings there. Mm. 
nice. little tie wings would be yeah that would be really good tie babies we should make them i got an air fryer for christmas Ooh, oh that christmas. is that yeah. is the um the Instapod of this season. Oh my god! <laughs> I was really? gonna say that it's the Instapod yeah, of this season because I have an Instapod. And the Instapod was the Tickle Me Elmo of its season. Yeah, <laughs> that's how long my references go back. It's a, really, <laughs> it's a great device though. I like yeah. the way it cooks things. So the air fryer or the Instapod? Uh, the Instapod. I haven't used the air fryer yet because I just got it yesterday. Everybody seems like they just love it. Mm-hmm. I got a soda stream. <gasps> Ooh, I want that because I love fizzy water. Me too. Yeah, it's my new thing. So this is my confession. My kitchen at home is a barren wasteland of emptiness. <laughs> my fridge is actually empty because I tend to eat at work, and so there's just no food in my house. I am the worst. I don't cook. <laughs> I I just subsist. On that's food. like the, so you're like such a bachelor. That's the LA <laughs> life. Quintessential though. bachelor. I mean, that's like Tell us more about LA, yeah. child. What's it like? It's amazing. You know, it's, it's <laughs> great. Uh, I really like living in LA. Uh, the only thing I hate is the traffic, as anyone would say, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Uh, but I love, you know, work is super fun and uh, there's always a lot going on. So, yeah. so what's been like one of the t- first, tell me about one of the weirdest thing that weirdest things that have happened to you living in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know if this is the weirdest, but, like, people are always like, oh, you live in L.A., you must meet all these celebrities, and I am terrible at spotting celebrities, right? <laughs> so I just I just don't know who they yeah. are. But my favorite celebrity encounter was a couple of years ago. I was in a comic book shop, uh, and uh, the kid from uh, Modern Family, Nolan Gould, the, oh, the, yeah. the curly-haired kid. Yeah. So this is, like, season two of Modern Family. So this is a while yeah. ago. But, like, uh, he was there playing Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, playing in a tournament. And I'm like, is that? That is. I read he's a member of Mensa. Yeah, he's a smarty. Oh, so, like, uh, I was like, hey, you're the kid from Modern Family, right? He's like, yeah. And it's like, hey, I really like the show. Nice job. He's like, thanks. And his, all his friends started giving him crap for being famous. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's so cute. That's good adorable. for him, though, yeah. that his friends are, like, keeping him down. Like, keeping him humble. Just he beating him down. Yet. <laughs> Well, he's been on that show a long time. He's yeah, grown up yeah, on that like show. An adult, yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah Maybe he's a monster now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shout out to a kid from Modern Family. Yeah, what fun. little what <laughs> suburb do you live in? Like what part of LA? I live in Santa Monica because oh, okay. my goal is to live as close to work as possible because I hate driving. Oh yeah. So much. Uh, do you have an extra room at your place? I do. <gasps> what? Come visit. I'm gonna come visit. <laughs> come be my guest. Yeah. Oh, it's yellow, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's all. It's all yellow. What? How it's do you not know? On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda knows my life. I overshare don't all. Don't tell him about how the cameras. How come I don't? Am I? <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> uh, always looking for somebody to use in LA. Just kidding. Always looking for. <laughs> <laughs> no. Always looking for a friend in LA. Yeah, you should come. Uh, I live in Santa Monica, and there's also I'm literally close to Westside Comedy, which is really great. Mm. They, uh, they're a super cool comedy spot. Uh, a lot of great improv. A lot of good stand up. They have all kinds of cool guest artists pop in and do like really neat sets. And oh yeah. So like I think somebody was like, oh yeah, Tick Nataro was there the other day, or um, the guy from uh, the Good Place, who plays the judge, uh, or the uh, uh, spoilers, and I don't remember any names. This is not actually useful, but yeah. Oh, so, I know. Wait, the judge, the, like the the head demon. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Oh, he yeah, he oh was uh, there yeah. recently, so. Uh, they're just a super cool theater that I've been meaning to check out more. And uh, if you come stay with me, we can go see shows. Yeah. I, it's really intimidating going somewhere and trying to do comedy unless you plan it out because you almost can't plan it. Like some of it you have to go by the seat of your pants. Right. Excuse me. And you can only plan so much. 
Um, I know they do have open mic nights that are pretty cool, and like I've actually went before and had done it, and it's super fun, and it's like a really warm, welcoming community, oh, which isn't always nice. the case. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sometimes people are a little, little standoffish, but like people were super nice, and uh, it was really cool. So. That is really good. Yeah, so I'm working on that. After I sell my house, I think I told myself, like, Mary, get through one thing first yeah. and then plan a trip. But I've also um, applied for a lot of comedy festivals throughout the year. Awesome. Again, uh, but it's one of those things where you're like, you don't know if you're going to get in. Yeah. But I've got to ask for time off from work, like, several months in advance. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like, That's it can rough. be tough. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, that is fantastic. Yeah. There's, um, in Hermosa Beach, I don't know if you've been to it, but there's a club called the Comedy Magic Club. Okay. That was my parents, um, they lived there for 20 years, and that's where they met, and they used oh. to go there oh. all the time. So it's like the club that I grew up with, because on Sunday nights, Jay Leno would come, and he'll just basically stand there with index cards, and he'll just go through and read you like jokes <laughs> for the week's shows. Oh, wow. And he'll be like, oh, that one didn't quite work. Oh, that was good, you know? That's hilarious. <laughs> like, and he's... Oh, if you just see him like in that venue, he's is that an ice hysterical. cream truck? Like, what the hell? Oh my gosh, do those still exist? Yeah. Apparently, yes. Yeah, it's really like a weird thing. <laughs> <drug dealer. laughs> it's super, like, slightly it's really like totally minor. Yeah, like, should we run out there? As a murder what? truck. <laughs> now I want some ice cream. It does mm. sound like a murder truck. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ice cream with friends. Speaking <laughs> 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 Speaking of ice cream, each out, you used to have, and I don't know if you still do it, you had your own one-man improv show yeah. called Pints of Life. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, in the show, uh, I invite an audience member on stage with me. We sit, we eat a pint of ice cream and chat, and then uh, based on our conversation, uh, I improvise a one-person musical. It's, it's usually between like 30 to 40 minutes show. A musical? I think when I saw it, it wasn't a musical. It wasn't a musical yet. Yeah. Oh, so wow. So I've been working with an accompanist, and he's really awesome. Cool. Uh, we're actually going to do the show in Alaska in April. So. What? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I've been to the festival before with the show, and there's a local ice cream store that like sponsors the show and like <laughs> makes a new flavor oh for the show, gosh, which what? makes me feel super I fancy. I want to go. That's amazing. Yeah. So this is in Juneau. This is the As If... Uh, Fest for the Improv Festival. That cool. is so cool. Yeah. Good advertising. I there. also have a woman woman show called Pints of Life. Um, it's just <laughs> me on my couch eating a pint. <laughs> <laughs> There's no audience. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. Don't tell her about the camera. <laughs> Did you get tired of eating ice cream the way I'm getting tired of eating oh things? Oh, my gosh. So I had done the show for a run at this French festival, and it was really exciting to have a longer run in the show because usually I do it for festivals or, like, kind of one-offs. But, like, that meant eating ice cream several days in a row. And by the last show each week, I was just like, I'm done. I can't. There's too much dairy. I'm, just, I'm lactose intolerant now. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> do you know um, Do you know Pizza Party Improv? I don't. Oh, I saw them this weekend. Nice. Um, Alexis went with me because yeah. you were sick, Amanda. Um, that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fun to like, it's weird because, you know, when I started improv, we were very insulated and we didn't really like hang out with other improv people. We were kind of in an improv cult. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then I got out of it, and I'm like, it's a oh, whole, there's a whole new wide world. world. Wow. Oh, and then, and when we were watching the show this weekend, I was like, I know that game. Like, I could do that game, and I kind of had the itch a little bit. Oh. But then I was like, no, Mary, I don't think I like improv. Yeah, this last year I had, t I was taking a break from improv, and I 
did a bunch of shows. It's really, I'm really bad at taking a break from it. You're <laughs> taking a break from improv is like how I take a break from carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. So what other projects are you working on or are you proud of? Uh, nothing. <laughs> uh, I actually also have a webcomic that I do uh, off and on, also called Pint of Life, because I have no creativity in naming things. Uh, but that's just like a little slice of life comic that I post here and there. And uh, next year, I'm going to be working on uh, some playwriting projects that I'm pretty excited for. I'm writing an opera with a friend of mine for the Peabody Institute. So that's going to be That's terrifying. right. You're a playwright. Like I That's am. your kind of like core trade, yeah, right? Yeah, so I, uh, I went to school for theater. I write plays and theater and uh, film. But like uh, the day job, I write for video games. So it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> good, it's a pretty fun one too. Uh, so between working for money and then working for art, uh, it keeps me pretty busy. That's so cool. Yeah. I In the last year, I've had like two ideas for a screenplay, Ooh. but I don't know how to write. <laughs> I can't even read <laughs> <laughs> or spell. So I don't know. Maybe we could collab. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I'll tell you my idea after this. Perfect. But you can't steal it. Stolen already. <laughs> I, have you ever like told somebody your idea and then as you're saying it, you're like, this sounds so stupid. <laughs> Every idea I have. Yeah. That's why I don't tell anybody anymore. Oh, and I'm no. just go do it because people always say something. Yeah, yeah, people. Well, I think it's, a weird it's also. A, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all reflecting on our yeah. own experiences. Hey, you guys, I want to have a podcast about wings, and then we're going to eat wings every episode, and then we're going to talk about your hopes and your dreams and everything you're proud of. Well, that's the thing, is like everything sounds super dumb when you first say it. Like, I, like imagine, like, uh, Lim Nam Miranda pitching Hamilton. It's a rap musical about. Hamilton, and then about yeah. American history, and you're like, this sounds like a dumb after school special. <laughs> like, there was this great clip of him doing a rap from his, like, he's like, hey, this is my concept album, the thing I'm working on, it's about Hamilton and it's rap, and it's at, like, the Kennedy Center, and, like, oh, the Obamas are president, are present, also president, oh, but, like, president. Uh, and, like, and so it's a really serious big venue, and literally the audience laughed when he said that, they're like, what? Yeah, and then he did the rap, and it was the opening number for Hamilton, and people were like, Whoa. Oh, that's cool. I'd pay and to then see that. The musical happened, right? So, like, I think a lot of good ideas sound super dumb. It's just when you execute it, it's yeah. it is what it is. Here comes the creepy oh, no. uh, ice cream truck. I really hope you guys can hear that. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> that's a real. I'm really glad you say that. Uh, it made me think of like a TED talk or something I saw once of the woman. I think she invented Spanx, but she goes, you know, I have proof for you. There's no five words to prove there's no dumb ideas. Teenage mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> Could, it was for <laughs> But could you imagine the, the person who pitched that, what that sounds like? Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. So good point. So my little idea, I'll tell you this. Pitch it. It's a modern take. You know, Not that I like that everybody's doing redos on everything, mm -hmm. but it kind of is a modern take on a classic mm -hmm. called Pretty Woman. Oh! <gasps> I'll tell you offline because I don't want anybody to steal my idea. Okay, okay. 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 Right. I'll secret. just say it's kind of a redo of Pretty Woman, but not like what you think. <laughs> I'm already it's intrigued. Not pretty man. <laughs> no, didn't, it's amazing. Didn't they make remake that movie like What a Woman Thinks or whatever into yes. the, uh, the <gasps> dude version? They did. They Have did. you guys seen that? What Women Want Is with Mel like Gibson? Taraji yeah, but they made they did like something. What What Men Want, and yeah. it's like the lady can hear the, the dude's lady thoughts. Can hear all the dude's thoughts. 
No, and I didn't watch it. I totally it, saw the trailer for that. Me too. This isn't that. What you guys. point in I was distribution it is? A right little now. horrified <laughs> and morbidly curious. Oh my god, I know. I'm totally gonna um, watch this it. This isn't yeah. that, you guys. Okay, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just got too into your own stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> 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 I think I'm tired. I don't know. <laughs> I ate too much. <laughs> we ate a lot of products. Yeah. <laughs> you ate a lot of products? Yeah. I kind of stumbled. I was going to say bread, but yeah. Products. Products, <laughs> products is not wrong. That sounds weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> like hair product and makeup. But um, here's, I want to ask you this, Yi Chow. Yeah. And I'll ask you a question too, Amanda, I promise. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> where, you, how old are you? I am 30. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And when I met you, you were probably, like, 25. 20. Yeah, 20-something. You're a lot younger. But you've always uh, known kind of what you wanted to do and been encouraged to take this route. Like, where does that come from for you? Like, where do you get that sense of, like, I can do this? Or Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because, like, I didn't really feel that way doing it. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, I... Like, really, from a really young age, I loved writing, and I loved, like, stories, and so I was like, I want to do that, but, like, if you told 12-year-old me you're going to write for, uh, for a video game company for your day job, I would have been like, that's amazing, and I don't know how that happened, because uh, I still feel that way. Do you um, still sound like that? I, I still sound, this is my real voice, you it's guys. It's amazing! Everything, everything else is just put on, it's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I it's, can it, confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> He's known me for when I talk like that. Uh, but it, it's it's kind of a thing where I've you know the, the saying is work leads to work, and for me it's just like I've tried to do a lot of projects and do things that I'm excited about and try it, and then I've been really lucky in that I've had great mentors who've given me opportunities to succeed, right? Like so in, in undergrad I was like I've never written a play, but I'm taking a theater a playwriting class. Uh, and at the end of the end of the of the semester, we were supposed to turn in a scene, and I'm like, I'm gonna turn in a play. And my teacher's like, Go for it. And I did. And then I was like, I guess I'm a play right now because I just did it. Cool. Let's do it again, right? And so <laughs> it's just the thing where like I had chances to take big risks, and then I got uh, was really supported to like find success. And then when it didn't succeed, it was fine because I was <laughs> working on three other things that was gonna lead somewhere too. So, so just work equals work. Yeah, just like do make the thing you want to make, and it's gonna be bad the first time you make it, and you just have to be okay with that, and then just keep trying to make it better. You know. Nice, yeah. um, very cool. And also, I was talking about this earlier. Like you were in Seattle before mm -hmm. you were in LA because you were working for who? Uh, I got uh, hired in Seattle by Wizards of the Coast, so I, I was writing for Magic the Gathering. Uh, and then I also worked for a company called ArenaNet. Uh, they make the game Guild Wars 2. So all of that came about via theater, actually. I got introduced to Wizards uh, via improv. Uh, a, a person who I did improv oh, yeah. with uh, was like, hey, uh, I love your work, and also I hear you're a writer. We're actually hiring, uh, at the time, a copywriter for the website. So it was like a small contract job, but like that led to me eventually getting to write for the creative team and lots of other cool stuff. So... Amanda, yeah. those kind of companies have like the best snacks in their bakery, <laughs> and probably free lunch too. Right? Do you guys get free food? We do so get perks, uh, we yeah. get subsidized meals at Riot. So. That is Same. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was excited when my company like we have an Aramark Cafe, but we have to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that there's one there, and now I'm over it. Um, but when you work for those kind of places, it's like snack city. It's dangerous. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I drink too much soda. Mm-hmm. 
Exciting. <laughs> that is really cool. And I think about, well, hopefully, I don't know if I have this kind of viewer, but picture me as like a 13-year-old. Like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. When I was younger, like middle school, almost maybe early high school, looking up to like young performers and being like, how do they do that? How, you know, I remember, um, I think it was like the high school chorus class came and sang to my middle school group and it was like, wow. <laughs> and there was one boy who was like, so cute. Everybody was like, ah, I'm just going through puberty right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've caused this. <laughs> and so I don't know, just that admiration for like to see young performers and you're going to kind of go like, how do you do this? I, what am I trying to say? I wish there was something like this for me back then to listen to, to get ideas, because I think that what I hear from that, if I was a young person going, you know what, you know, it's okay to like major in um, fine arts mm -hmm. and there's, there's work out there for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta like do something. Yeah, I think like the main thing is that that was hard for me when I was starting is like I would meet people like you said and I'm like who are doing stuff in the industry and I'm like how the heck do I get from where I am right here in this classroom right now to what you're doing? It feels so far away and you mm -hmm. don't see the steps. And um, from, it was just it was exciting as as I went along to be like oh I'm starting to see the steps between like where I am right now as a playwright versus the playwright who won an award that I really admire. Well, before they did that, they applied for these fellowships and they got that, and I can apply for those fellowships now, right? So I can, that's something I can work towards, right? So it was just like, kind of like break things down into like, what are things that are actionable things I can do today? Like, I, I wanna write, I'm, I, don't, I don't do words, what? So then like step one was like, take a class. And then like once I took the class that like, Gave, they they told, pointed me out opportunities to apply for things. And then if you win one of those things, that like, you know, it, it gives you a certain amount of clout and then you're able to apply for yeah. other things, right? So like you start being able to see the steps whereas before it just seemed impossible. And I think like that's the thing is like impossible things are just further away and you can't see the steps yet. You just got to take the time to like, you just got to take the time to find, uh, you know, the steps uh, on the way there, so. That is really important. I like it. Because, you know, whether it takes two, five, ten years, Five years is going to pass one way or the other. Why not have something at the end of that and be on your way to your next something? Yeah. And I know when I was 18, somebody's like, it could take two, five, ten years. I'm like, oh, my God, that's too far. <laughs> too long. I want to do it now. And it's just like part of it is also being patient. There was this great interview with an actress. Uh, I think she's in her 50s or 60s, and she was, like, having her breakout roles now. Uh -huh. And she was like, yeah, when I was 20... Uh, I had this premonition in this dream that I knew that nothing was going to happen until I was 50, and I, I despaired. I felt like it was just so far away and impossible, but then I realized that I just needed to be patient and to do the work and to be here because this is ultimately what I need and want to be doing. And it was really inspiring to read. Because do you I remember who it was? I'm terrible. In oh. <laughs> was, it, was it The Handmaid's I think so, yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah. which one? It's Aunt Lydia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so, she is killing yeah, it right she now. Is so this the is leftovers. This great article. So you, you should check it out, <laughs> and hopefully, Mary will actually. Yeah, oh, Aunt Lydia. Uh, but, like, um, yeah, I just, I was, it was super inspiring because it is definitely that. It's hard to be patient when you're starting because you want to you be there. Also, you want to get that hot, young 25 year old tale. <laughs> and it's harder when you're older and famous. If I was this age and famous, then I could get with the. You know, the younger, hotter dudes. Hey, if you're famous enough, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, that's Thank a terrible... Ooh, uh, I roll that one back. 
Oh, we'll edit Whoa. that out totally, Chad. Lies. No, Mary we warned won't. me. This is just lies. No edits. I, I regret everything I just said. Oh, <laughs> uh, because. Uh, yeah. And so, Amanda, you. Um, I'm going to say you started out, but you're into storytelling. I want to hear, hear about your professional life and about this whole storytelling thing, because that's something I've never done. I usually don't go watch it, but what's that all about? How do you do it, and what do you like to like focus on with your storytelling? You know, it's funny. I think I'm probably a really bad representative of the storytelling community <laughs> because um, it's, so much of it now is just being performed without reading it, and I really love storytelling that's read. So that's like uh, Barflies, the uh, local podcast and storytelling event that we have here in Phoenix. And I think they just did one in Tucson, too, um, that's been expanding a lot lately. They do five curated stories a month around a theme. And they you, you get up on stage, and you read the story, and then they put the podcast out the following month. And I think for me, it's when someone's reading it, like they get to do so much more with wordplay than necessarily the performative aspects of just doing it off the cuff or kind of uh, having a template in your head and then and then performing it live like that. So, oh, so I, I really like that. Are most stories now like just kind of more improvised, not like a memorized I story to be delivered? I think they memorize them, but they, or they maybe have an outline in their head. I think the moth is like yeah. memorized or yeah. you can't use notes. Yes, a right. lot of them do that. So it's like the moth... Um, a lot of the, the story slams in the area that have, have popped up are that style. And uh, I think that can be really, really effective. I think it gets a lot more emotional um, that way because it's so much more founded on a connection with the audience directly in that moment. Um, but it just doesn't have as much of the, the wordplay and I think the sarcasm that I'm really into <laughs> um, that I think happens when you write it now. That is, of course, exactly the opposite of what a lot of people value in storytelling is that you get these kind of raw moments from people's lives and you feel like you're directly connected to them and that you get to hear stories that you may not otherwise hear is one of the things that's so great about the storytelling movement right now. How many minutes is it? Um, it depends. I think that they cap it uh, around like five at most of them. Oh, yeah, like that's not a lot. Six. Uh, when I did, I did Barflies Boot Camp last year, which is you show up at like 9 a.m. and they give you a theme, you write a story, Whoa. and like, I think our cap was 750 words maybe, which wow. is about five minutes, um, and then you're performing it on stage that night. Wow, yeah, that sounds fun. It's really cool. They're doing it again this January, and then they're doing another one that's like over four weeks, um, but uh, when you do the regular show, you get 1,500 words. So it's a lot more time to really stretch your story out. So, yeah. What do you like to talk about? How many of these have you done? I just done, really, I've done the boot camp. I did a slam once, uh, and it was horrifying and humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was just like, oh, what this happened? is not. Oh, it's just because I, I am, I can be, like, really sarcastic. And that does not necessarily translate well to an audience of people who don't know you <laughs> and, um, so I had been just I think a little too you know just kind of like like provocatively playful in my story and it was written and I read it and other people had to but I was the first one to do it and it was just oh it's not good anyway so <laughs> it's not good um 
but and then I did I did Barflies uh, in November, and the December podcast was just out this past week on December eighteenth. So you can hear me. My story is called Know Thy Elf, and uh, yeah, Barflies.org. <laughs> and that story wordplay. is about <laughs> that story is about a seizure that I had at uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta. Whoa. Town first and only ever seizure. So I like to do stories that are like really self-deprecating, I think. Yeah. And I like humor and I like to find humor in that's the other thing. I I have a very dark sense of humor and that cannot always translate. Right. <laughs> um so yeah, so I like to find humor in like really you know, potentially kind of bad dramatic yeah. as well. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I love that kind of humor too because it's real and yeah. it comes from like pain or like just a real f- place. And sometimes like middle America audiences are like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. Know, and you're like, I yeah, know, it's fine. No, I always think, you know, how they say like, I don't know if it's like 25% of people will meet you and not like you like immediately or something. You know, we all kind of react. <laughs> I didn't people. know that was That's a great many. number. <laughs> <laughs> One out of four people hate you (laughs) on contact. Because your face. This is a weird thing, but I always go back to when I was in second grade. We had a substitute teacher, and she was in charge of picking the kids who were going to do Reading Rainbow when Reading Rainbow came to our school. You what? Reading Rainbow went to your school? Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That is the correct reaction. How how come I didn't get this? (laughs) (laughs) So Reading Rainbow came to our school. What? Love my bird? Yeah, and so the substitute dun, dun, teacher. Dun. Yeah, but don't, take, <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, that my name is Rainbow. Mary. Yeah, and I want to tell you about my sister. Yeah, this little book. And this book. Hey, yeah. Yeah. But, don't, <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. Butterfly no. in the sky. <laughs> I can go twice as high. I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> And upset by this. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so Renee Rambo came to school, and the substitute teacher who was there got to pick the kids who were going to do it, F right? that lady. She doesn't even know the kids. Know, right? She's a sub. And I, so I found this out later because she told my mom. Okay. I did not get picked because she said I looked like the kind of kid who got everything she wanted. So like I got I got axed from reading Rainbow for having like resting brat face. <laughs> and what's funny is this is second grade, right? Our teacher hated me. I mean, hated me. The sub or your real teacher? No, your real teacher. She hated me. So you never got anything else for me. Like so, she, I mean, she found out later, and that's why she apologized to my mom for not picking me. Wait, what did she? Oh, because she found out. Because she the, found out oh. like the teacher actually hated. Why me. did the teacher hate you? Do they even hate kids? I don't know. I have worked with teachers who actually hate kids, and this blew my mind because as a kid, I'm like, teachers don't hate us. They're adults. They're not that petty. And then I I was a teacher, and I worked with teachers, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are that petty. How are you that petty? They're eight. They're because they're They're people. They're people. I hooked up with a teacher once in my adult. I was worried where that was going. The context. It's it's all about the context. It was in my adult. What? It's a dangerous thing to say without any context. I met him at Casey Moore's. It was weird. Anyway. Funny. Well, we'll, he had a bag of Target school supplies. I was like, oh, where'd you get all these colored oh pencils? And he's like, well, we buy them ourselves. Anyway, um, uh, that I teacher, no, my second grade teacher, the only other thing I remember about her is she, okay, so do you guys know they used to make contacts out of glass? Okay. Yeah. So oh, she no. would put those in her mouth to clean them. 
I think people do that. In her mouth that's like a, marbles. That's yeah. a thing that's like yeah. they, they say like that's better than because you know there's saliva and it oh, doesn't, yeah. your eye doesn't reject it or something. So it's actually yeah. like what you're supposed to do if you're absolutely like oh, without God. any solution or anything. Like you, like dire straits <laughs> yeah. this way you don't lose your contact. Yeah. But the fact that she just did this during like her during lunch class. break. No, this is during class. She sounds like a monster, Amanda. <laughs> You guys can't see the face that I just made. I'm sorry, Amanda. It's frozen that way in horror. Anyway, yeah. I'm so sorry. Now I know how you feel now because I was really upset to find out that Reading Rainbow went to. Actually, I was wondering <laughs> how did they do it? So they, they traveled to schools? I guess they do. I lived in Florida around that time. We never yeah. got anything in Florida. I, mean, I don't remember a lot of the like specifics of it. But did yeah, you guys I, do the Book It program? in Arizona, so we were at least close. Did you do the Book It? The Pizza Hut? So. Yeah. You got a coupon for a Pizza Hut yeah, personal yeah, yeah, pizza? Yeah, we did book it. Yeah, I totally never read any of the books. Oh. I think it's like if you read four books, you, you just cheated? Read. I never have finished a book. I read so <laughs> many books when of I was a kid. I was that nerd. You got a lot of pizzas. I And I gave them to my friends because I didn't really care for pizza. Oh, my God. I was, I was like that oh kid. Gosh. That's why I had friends. <laughs> I wish I had learned <laughs> That's why I have friends now. I give them wings. I never got a pizza given to me in yeah. high school, man. <laughs> Book it was Book like it was you sweet. read a certain amount of books, you just turn it in, and you get the coupon for yeah, a free a pan pizza. That pizza. is adorable. Yeah, I think I had a like a button. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a button. They put little stars on it. I think so. Yeah. Oh, now that we're thinking of like school stuff, um, the other one is <laughs> Santa's Secret Shop or whatever. The Santa's, Santa's. Um, where you could buy gifts for your family? No. I don't remember that. Okay. What about the Scholastic Book Fair? <gasps> yes! Heck yeah! That was a good day. Oh, yeah. I know I never finished a book, but I did buy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I finished the books. I started reading, like, the R.L. Stein books. Nice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He has a master class now. Really? Oh, I'll teach you how yeah. to write horror books. Those are so fun. It's, I think that's a really tough thing to like make something creepy for kids but not like terrifying. I'm like, that is a yeah, skill. That is a skill. I like it when they would get, sometimes they'd get sexy and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like just uh, not too, you know, just funny. like. Yeah, just yeah, enough for like 12-year-old yeah. you to be like, oh, oh no. Oh, like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> I'll never forget. There was a Babysitter's Club uh, winter special oh, where <laughs> Dawn, I think, was making out with a boy on the couch and I was like, <gasps> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Couch makeouts. Yeah. Aww, I never made out like in high school and stuff. I didn't either. But I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> or I wish it could be like that now. Just innocent makeouts, you know, no, nothing not else. Funny. Yeah. No, none of this. Just like, uh, I don't know. No, yeah, that doesn't seem like the thing. Things escalate do very quickly all the time in, anymore. In our yeah. Modern world. <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> what other nostalgia do you have from middle school and high school? Oh my gosh. Oh man, we have too many shared stories from high school. It's, <laughs> it's dangerous. Isha was introduced to me, I think, when you were a freshman, right? Mm -hmm. You were yeah. a senior. Yeah, and I was a senior. What? You talked yes. to freshmen? <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I mean, it was no, so nice. We just made him like our pet, and I don't even know why. <laughs> I, well, you, you, you guys adopted me because, so I was like, I was in academic decathlon because I was yeah. super nerd, and yeah. you're like, oh, poor child. I know. Because like all the other kids were like, you know, each have to be like super nerdy, and you're like, you can do other things too. <laughs> Come with me, and I will corrupt you. That was literally, it. yeah. it's so yeah. funny because, yeah, I saw him for the first time in a lot of years recently when we went to a wedding together. Yeah. And 
I realized over the course, not <laughs> I realized over the course of that event that I cannot scandalize you at all anymore, and that is alarming. <laughs> like I used to make this kid's face just go, "What?" Like, what so yeah, I was, I was just like so naive, and like yeah. you know, I was like the most like pretty sheltered, so, just really yeah. naive and innocent little kid yeah. uh, as a freshman. And Amanda would just it, it would excited. revel in like. Telling me the ways of the world. Yeah. The Amanda. World. I mean, just kind of not like not anything exciting. <laughs> no. <laughs> not I mean, all. just like like so like my friend Dora and I were just not like very well behaved children <laughs> by the time we were seniors when we met each other. So that's that's the kind of perspective each other got from us. Just sort of like you know we had like press passes so we could get off campus and nice. in my car and so we would just basically leave. School. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda taught me that you can you can, you can not go to a leave. class. You can actually not go to class. Due to the other, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, but the bell rang. It's time to go learn. Second I guess we're nerd. eating a burrito. Like, no, that's fine. <laughs> you Instead. don't have to go. You can what? just hang out. <laughs> and then, like, I'd sit there doing homework, and he could watch me, and he would watch me like add extra spaces and just. So, so, you want to tell uh, me uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is my favorite memory of Amanda. This set the tone for my own high school career. So Amanda is in a class where she's like getting honors credit because yeah. she's writing a novel over the course of the class. Very impressive, right? Like uh-huh. Amanda's like you know serious, you know like legit. And uh, I'm I'm uh, uh, you know observing her at, working on her novel for this class. And over the course of half an hour, she wrote. The lady's dress goes swish, and then she goes enter, 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 <laughs> swish, enter, 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 and like, and just like, there's literally maybe twenty <laughs> words on a single page, yeah. And and I guess she had said it. She was like, every day I will write like X pages, and she's yeah. like, done. And I was like, oh, that's genius. Literally, I just, oh my it was, gosh. It was from the POV of the guy in the room, right? So he notices that her dress is swishing. So throughout the rest of his interactions in the room with other people, every so often the motif of that swishing dress would just make a little... Uh, every so often when Amanda's just a, a few pages short. <laughs> the dress would swish a still, few more times. He was still paying attention to her moving about just, the room with their swishing dress. so inspiring. I'm like, <laughs> I've learned... So I don't understand any of that. <laughs> we, I'm just I know, kidding. We no, had, I get it. We had, I mean, come on, like that was literally like a class we had because we were in the gifted program, which is funny now. Is that I don't know if you realized our our um, colors for high school were maroon and gold. Mm. Mine were maroon and gray. Oh, Ooh, maroon. And our uh, mascot was the lions. We were literally repping. House Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> we probably wouldn't have been friends in high school. <laughs> oh, no. No, not because I was cool, but I wasn't smart enough, probably. Like, I feel like I was on the outskirts of every group. Oh, like, really? I, I really was trying to be in drama, and I just couldn't quite get... I never made any shows until my senior year, and that mm. broke my heart. Oh. And I wasn't as cool... I think, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to get into it. <laughs> but then my senior year, they started a speech and debate program, and I did that. And so, oh, you did. Yeah, and nice. it's kind of like me leaving improv for stand-up. It's like I wanted, um, I think I do better on, like, individual mm-hmm. type events yeah. and activities. So 
Um, so that works out better for me, but I don't, we, I don't know if we would have been friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I was a super nerd in high school, and then the, on, the non-nerdy thing I did was swim team, which is a, its own kind of nerdiness. Yeah, it's own it little is. Click, yeah. You know? I mean, Aaron Brennan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so. a, that was literally the, like our, our goal was to try to exert enough influence <laughs> to counterbalance the influence of my class's valedictorian on each show. <laughs> because <laughs> I think you guys are literally the, the kids like my parents warn you. Yeah, about. it was like we were like the devil and angel on his shoulders just going, no, no, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> Amanda, tell me a little bit about uh, digital media, the, the classes that you teach. Okay, so I, um, I got really lucky timing-wise where I... I just kind of happened to be around and, uh, <laughs> and just finishing up my master's program, and uh, they threw me into teaching. That's actually, I'm always sort of like the kid who's just in the right place at the right oh. time. Because I was hanging Except out. Except for reading Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the right place at the right time. She just got cheated. I'm just getting over this. <laughs> Straight up. I don't know why I had to post I have that. a book wow. in my bag I'd like to tell you about later. <laughs> <laughs> don't take my word for it. Um, Hello, my name is Mary. <laughs> I just read this book. It's called <laughs> so, Where the Red um, Fern Girls. I, uh, good book. Good oh, book. Good book. Yeah. That would never have been Reached on Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, oh, my teacher book. cried with that book. That book. <laughs> Kills um, me. So I, I went in, uh, I was just like finishing up my master's program, and I was napping in the TA lounge across from a class <laughs> when the professor like, had we to got go. a teacher's in here. Had I need a teacher. Was, this is literally like when you're on a plane and they ask for a doctor. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like that. So anyway, so like the professor who was in the class across the hall teaching the capstone course, which is on digital media storytelling, she uh, had to go on hiatus in the middle of the semester. So they brought me in to teach that class. So literally the first time I ever taught a college class, it was a capstone course. Wow. With no five pressure. graduating seniors, one of whom, Dylan Park. Shout out to Dylan Park. It's like a huge deal right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> like he's He goes on tours with the moth. He's got cool. like a short film and a book deal. Like nice. Super awesome. Um, yeah, I read, I read and graded his first screenplay. <laughs> Wow. How do you do? Like, he did really well. One they day he's going to be well. like, Amanda Kerberg. <laughs> graded. <laughs> she graded my first screenplay. Oh, no, it's so funny. I ran into him at the Moss show when he was on tour here, and I was just like, do you remember that idiot girl that they brought in to teach her capstone course? He was so sweet. He was so excited. Is he cute? He's adorable. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Good thing to say about my former student. Well, you age, I was teacher. the same mom. <laughs> so, so that's a real phenomenon. Like, anytime I teach an improv class, especially, so I started teaching oh, improv when I was yeah. really young. Yeah. Like, I was 18 or 19 when I taught my first improv class, and to adults, and they'd always assume I was older than them even when it was like preposterous because I looked 12 oh, yeah. when I was 18 he like did. I, yeah. when I taught at the like kids summer camps when I was like 19 20 they would always think I was a camper but when I taught improv to adults they'd always be like oh yes you are clearly older than me a 35 That's year old man and I'm like that is our, not <laughs> our friend Dora she worked in um I think it was in some kind of graphic design job and she'd worked there for at least a year yes. and like found out that several people thought she was someone's kid who had been coming in to Just work. Just play with on them. the computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just play on oh, the computer. Oh, you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. But you're saying people always think you're older. I thought you were going to say they always have crushes on you. What? That's where I was going. But no. <laughs> this is why we're probably wouldn't have been. <laughs> I'm oblivious to that. No, me t- no. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a phenomenon of any time, you know, when you see somebody either teaching you or like even performing, like you kind of, people have crushes. Talent crushes. Sure. What do you call it? Talent crushes. Okay. <laughs> or or just like or, or, or <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how I always get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make that shit uh, face. Oh, you what just do you like think? my talent. <laughs> oh, I think it, well, I always take it the wrong way, and I'm like, "Oh, you're engaged, great. Get, go away. Stop fan fanboying over me, That's or whatever cool. you call it. Stop. <laughs> Maybe I have the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it all depends. So, like, I definitely am uh, very attracted to people who are talented or good at or like passionate or good at the things they do, yeah. and it's both an attraction of like uh, romantic interest of like, oh. And I find that very sexy that you're, you know, a really great stand-up or a storyteller or or what or like an engineer who just talks a lot about your engineering. Uh, <laughs> I'm an engineer. <laughs> uh, but like also, oh, that doesn't make any sense. For our engineer listeners at home, I know you've never heard this before. It's probably very exciting. The engineers aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> engineers, they if they are, they're thinking do. about things that how to fix this. Is uh, but I also like, you know, talent crush also can mean for me, like, just really admiring someone for something they do yeah. really well. Of like, I just want to get to know you because I think you're awesome at yeah. X. But like, who doesn't have both. a talent crush on Rachel Maddow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's talk about crushes then, since you brought it up. Uh, who are your crushes? So oh we've God. got talent crushes, and then we've got like attraction well, crushes. You, okay. I'll t- I want to hear who your crushes are. I, um, so several years ago, (laughs) and I have a story tangential to this that probably is not appropriate, but, um, so several years ago, my, my, one of my best friends, Dave, um, and I were always writing a movie kind of in our heads, and it was about how we were trying to get Seth Rogen to be our best friend, (laughs) and it was just basically like a stalking Seth Rogen, and in the movie, Paul Rudd would always show up and try to hang out with us. like no Seth Rogen you know and I think I don't know maybe in the end or like after the credits maybe it was like bonus scene we finally yeah. hang out with Paul Rudd I don't know Paul Rudd yeah. if you're out there don't worry you could be number one but <laughs> I'm still like I like Paul Rudd better than Seth Rogen oh. yeah I just oh. saw I just saw uh, I I Like too. Father on Netflix oh I love that movie and Seth Rogen was delightful in it Aww. he was he, he was, was really charming he so. was okay he, so okay so at the time and this will tell you a lot about how Dave and I were super compatible as people. Our <laughs> main crushes were, uh, he liked Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. I liked Keith Olbermann. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You're yes, Keith wait, Olbermann. I told crush. you that, right? Yeah. I'd forgotten. Yeah, I told you, shall. I was like, because I, I ran into <laughs> Keith Olbermann um, at uh, the original cast um, showing a Book of Mormon in New York City. And... And Oprah and Gail were also sitting, like, right in front of us. I was like, wow. I clocked the back of Keith Olbermann's, like, you know, What was he something. in? He, he, at the time, was on MSNBC hosting his own show. He's a sports guy, right? Yeah, a sports guy in, like, uh, Yeah, politics. he's cute. I've he had a crush on him. He burns a lot of bridges. He's really? He's really known yeah, for he's that. Why? Yeah. He's very combative and difficult to work with, and... Um, 
very smart, very angry, <laughs> very You're complicated. Getting a lot of insight. As far as I understand, Amanda's <laughs> attracted to. I knew I knew him. I knew he, I knew him. And he's got some sort of like odd spatial disability, so like he can't drive. You oh, know, wow. so I was like, this is why I have a like twenty year plan for us because. You know, he's gonna need me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Keith Overman. So Keith Overman, yeah, and, and Carrie Underwood was Dave's crush. So yeah. at the end of our movie, we're like coming over a hillside and we've accomplished all our goals and we see Carrie Underwood and Keith Overman and they see us and it's this amazing moment and then they turn and look at each other and then they realize, oh, we're gonna go date each other. <laughs> And then Dave and I look at each other and we're like, no. <laughs> That's pretty cute. Uh, it's a quick side note. I wanted to write that being Seth Rogen's friend movie because that sounds incredible. I think at the time Paul Rudd lived in the building with Dave's brother too, so it's also sort of like not a joke that yeah. Paul Rudd would just it's, always be like on a treadmill yeah. in the I background. I think if he wrote something. this screenplay <laughs> and then you like got into contact with Seth Rogen, he would a hundred percent cameo that. Didn't somebody make like, a movie about like wanting to date Drew Barrymore or something? Oh, it was yeah. that sort of like fourth wall breaking thing. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that that's, yeah. that's so his wheelhouse, right? Like, like if there's a movie about people trying to be his friend, he would show up so in that movie. Funny. I think if the more, more likely the to more do it Indian now we, yeah, than yeah. 10 years oh, ago. Oh, sure, sure. But. So I need more crushes. Tell me no, who your crushes, crushes are. Sorry, crushes. <sighs> right now, who are my crushes? Yicha, who are your crushes? They can be talent crushes or love crushes. Uh, I don't I don't currently have very many crushes. Right it's now. okay. Just tell me who you freaking crush on. <laughs> oh, my God. I kind of, okay, so like I low-key like low crush on <laughs> everyone. Every like time I he just, says that, I'm like, Loki, yeah, I have a crush on Loki, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just like people I meet, I'm like, oh, you, you know, you're kind of great. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is, and, and on, like, it's a little cheesy to say it, but, like, honestly, I have a big talent crush on, like, most of the people I work with. I think they're phenomenal. Like, <laughs> even something, like, as simple as, like, we have a, a project manager who's just really good at what he does. So, like, he keeps meetings on track and, like, he's really good at, like, you know, laying out what needs to happen. Because a lot of the things we work with are, like, very creative and, like, very ambiguous and kind of, like, who knows what it's actually going to be. And he's like, okay, so from what I'm hearing from the technical folks and what I'm hearing from the creative folks and what I'm hearing is this is probably what we need to do. And, like, he just lays out. And I'm like, you're so good at that. <laughs> oh, how are you so good? And so it's, like, really cheesy, but, like, that. And then, like, our editors are incredible. They just make my words sound actually coherent. You know, mm -hmm. um, so. So Lily's like giving an award speech right now. I know, I just. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I warned you, it's cheesy. And also, I've got a crush on God. <laughs> Thank you, God, for making all of this. You guys, I just need so some names majestic. because Mads we're gonna. Mickelson. You just, you just want to Facebook stock people. Is this What'd you what say? Mads Mickelson. Who's that? Okay, so he's the Danish actor who played Hannibal, and then he recently had two uh, breakouts because he was in, he played Galen Urso. In uh, Rogue One, and he played Caecilius oh. um, in Doctor Strange. But he's a yeah, he's a Danish oh. actor, and one of the reasons I know a lot about Danish culture, but not the first reason. Just so you know, <laughs> it's not that weird. I was already into Danish culture, <laughs> and then and then I met you, Matt. <laughs> All right. Um, 
She's like, oh my god, these nerds are driving me up the wall. Are you like, are you wanting like celebrity names so we can go look yes. them up? <laughs> We're really bad at this game. We're the worst at this game. Right. Uh, you missed the part that I said I was really bad at celebrities. Like my celebrity that I spotted was the kid from oh Modern god. Family. No, I don't know most of my life, I will say Angelina Jolie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys. The only reason why I need to know is so that we can do an, a nice, fun game. Oh, oh, there's Claire. Claire. Hi, Claire. Dry rub, fry, or smoke. Hi, Claire. Dry rub, fry, <laughs> or smoke. Yeah. Which so one of those are good? Marry, fuck, or kill. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm. Dry rub is marry. Fry is fuck. Okay. Kill is smoke. But it's wing edition. Hi, guys. <gasps> Look at Big the dogs. Bixby's gonna. Um, what up, Bixby? He's gonna. Um, uh, what do you call it? He's gonna pod block me. Yeah. Heck yeah, he's, he's the, the cutest thing ever. Ah, dog break, dog break. Oh kisses, kisses. All right, dry rub is Mary. Okay. <laughs> Fry is fuck. Okay. And kill is smoke. Smoke is kill. Okay, okay. 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 So we so, need to add, put some we need to populate this. No, you lost your chance. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna try Who's your crush? Danish My project culture. manager. <laughs> oh, so nerdy. Make strong choices. <laughs> oh no. I have no love in my life. That's why we were friends with Amanda. <laughs> who would you drive a fry and smoke out okay. of? Eddie Redmayne. Dan Fogler and Keith Oberman. <laughs> Ken Oberman. Keith Oberman. Keith Oberman. Okay. My, my listeners like list. who? No, I'll marry Keith Oberman because like I don't know. I feel like that's taking one for the team of society too. You know? Like, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't understand. No, I mean, like, sure. <laughs> Hold up. I feel like how many people are gonna marry Keith Oberman? Like it could remain I'm sure zero. Mrs. Oberman. <laughs> Is he married now? I don't know. That's fine. I, I, yeah. You guys play by the rules. <laughs> Okay. Get out to the pub. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I'll. <laughs> I'll marry Keith Olbermann. I'm gonna dry rub Keith Olbermann. I'm gonna kill. I'm. Smoke. Smoke. Thank you. Thank gotcha. you. Show. I'm gonna smoke Eddie Redmayne and then fry oh, no. Dan Fogler. Oh, I'm no. sorry, Eddie Redmayne. I think you're lovely, and I followed your career until since you were like a little, a little lad. I like a little that. Ginger I would. Lad. I would fry Dan Fogler and marry him. Aww. Yeah, he's if cute. That's not allowed, yeah. is it? <laughs> no, but you guys aren't really playing the game right now. Everybody would smoke Keith uh, Oberman. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in that list, I'd be like, sorry, like, Keith. Yeah, and Keith, then, like, like, reflection in the mirror would smoke Keith Oberman. Probably also, uh, which one, like, uh, Dry Rub is Mary? Mary. Right? Yeah. That would yeah. probably be Dan Fogler as well. Because, yeah, because he's, he's just so. You don't get the you same hang out group. With him. You don't I don't get, the, get, a, I don't get no, to play don't that group. You don't get the same group of okay, names. Okay, fine. Is my group, does my group include my project manager?
Shout out to listeners who've been waiting for the workout story. So I went to this local barber shop called Floyd's. Uh, where all the pretty girls work. Is that where all the pretty girls work? Yeah. My haircut was wrong. You're like ahead and notice. There's also a lot of bearded dudes. Yeah, a lot of the trendy people. Okay, go on. Uh, and I went and I got a haircut. Hey, Amanda, are beards in or out? I think they're still in. Are they still in? I do think they're in. Because I had a conversation with my friends about it, thinking like, oh, this guy thought he was so great because he had a, a beard. And I was like, I think it's out. It's not really in anymore. Oh, I'm going to be sad if it's out. I mean, I'm still attracted to beards. Yeah. My friend is just and now growing a beard, yeah. so he's late to the trend if it's out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I, hope I think it's, it's a you do like you it. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been nice. Are you guys pro beards, anti beards? I mean, I'm pro beards. I'm just wondering if it's still in style. Mm. Yeah. But it better be well kept. Mm. No, no, that no is an issue, beard. I think. Yeah. And you better have a mustache connecting it. If you just have a beard and no mustache, I hate you. Uh, what about just a mustache? That's fine. I, I just yeah, don't, I don't want like the uh, like the Amish mustache. beard. Like no. Wait. Yeah. Anti. I'm anti solo mustache. I think it's okay. I, I think it's hard to pull off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've tried. It's you gotta really get your legs in it. <laughs> <laughs> what? To pull, pull it off. off. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta brace yourself. <laughs> oh no! The mental image. That poor man. Lucky girl. <laughs> anyway, Keith, if you're out there. <laughs> What's he on now? I think he's on ESPN or like ESPN. Oh, that's why I haven't seen that. Digital content. He's not even on ESPN 1, 2, or 3. Oh, Keith. (laughs) Like, catch me on YouTube. YouTube Red. He's on the Ocho. Does that not sound like uh, YouTube Red? Does that not sound like just inappropriate? I'm like, who came up with this branding? Oh I made a joke uh, that you didn't hear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said he's on the Ocho, which is oh. the ESPN from, from you guys. Your, your faces right now are like, oh, good one. It's from the freaking movie Dodgeball. Oh it was on the Ocho. Get out of here, you two. I'm embarrassed. Oh, get out. <laughs> leave <laughs> well you guys I'd like to say it's been fun but <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to uh, so 2019 I'm gonna do some more stand up and I haven't done that in a long time so I'm nice. looking forward to that oh, oh we're all looking forward I to stand up I was like that could be my thing I'm looking forward to doing a show with Marriott Church on January 18th. That's true. <gasps> At the Tempe Center for the Arts. I like the way you say like you're doing it with me. There's going to be like a lot of other comics, but you know, I'm glad we're, we're going to be on the same show. Starring Amanda. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's Mary. I'm not. Mary. I'll be doing my new material just like yours, so yeah. I'll, I'm going to bomb so and uh, cry and hate myself. She's not going to bomb, you guys. You're so sweet, She's Amanda. That's why I love She's you. so funny. <laughs> you're so nice. <laughs> You've really made up for all that time you wasted on Keith Oberman. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, he's gonna follow <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. You guys, thanks so much for being here. Yichao, I'm so glad you came over to yeah. visit while you're in town. I'm definitely gonna go visit you when I'm in town. Um, thanks for coming over. Love yeah. you guys. It's good to see you. Bye. 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 Bye.